0: The most amazing thing as well is their tenacity to understand the power of making a decision. They don't have the filters to go, oh, what if this doesn't work? What if I can't do it like this? That is not even an option. They just want an outcome, a result, and they will make a decision on it and will not waver from it until the desired outcome is achieved. What if you could do that in your leadership?
1: Now is the time. You're invited to join us, a movement of leaders who are willing to step into a new approach to leadership across the global landscape. This is as simple as humanity being just you and I, and stakeholders being the value you place on each decision to add or take away from humanity going forward. Hold a minute, stay with us. We know people like you want to play at a different scale. And these conversations help create the opportunity for you to take this up a notch, or two, or a whole lot more. With a curiosity, let's dig deeper, behind the scenes to see the why, the what, the where, the who, and the when. From other smart humans who make smart decisions and innovate smart, sustainable solutions to narrow the gap from problem to solution. Learn in today's conversation how you can begin to do this. Come, join us.
0: Oh my goodness, we are so in for a great podcast today. How do I know this? Because here's the funny thing, I've actually already recorded this podcast and I know it was really good, only you don't get to hear that particular one because no word of a lie, there was an ant crawling across my computer. At that moment, I went squish and pressed the ant, squashed it because it was going into the, you know that bit where it goes into the pad on your computer? I know, useless information, but very funny. Because I squashed it and at that moment, I also squished it when the button was on delete. So here I go again about to record this for the Global Human Intelligence Podcast and and it's going to be a good one. You know why? Because it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Why? Because I can and why can I? Because I just want to. I want to do it a little different for you. I'm on the road and maybe it's because I'm on the road that I just think, how about I go back over some of the things that I think are really important and record some of those for podcasts and get it to you. So I'm not in my flash office, I'm not in the greatest spot where I can be recording, but I just always think that I'd rather get it out to you and get the information, the thinking, the thoughts that are going on around and round and around and around in my head and share them with you. And that's really what I get to do on the Global Human Intelligence Podcast, is whether I'm having conversations with other smart humans, or just having a conversation with myself and letting you in on that, It's this is what this podcast is really about. You know, many of you know that I don't just have this podcast. I've got the decision table as well. And that I really there's a real set structure in how I I kind of do that and the whole purpose around that. I love the fact that this podcast is a place in which we can go to really deep levels and go into things that maybe I'm thinking about more of at this moment in this time and space. So, I'm in Split, Croatia right now, and I'm getting pretty excited because You know, this is a trip that we used to do on an annual basis, and actually, just before you know that big thing hit the world that sort of put the world on hold for a moment, uh, we were we were actually going to do our final trip, and we book out a a yacht for two weeks and get it skippered, and as a family, we spend time just sailing the seas and having good food swimming so much, enjoying the water. And for me, getting out my pen and paper and just whatever's happening in my brain, get it out. This time, I've got to be really focused. You've heard it. It's going to be here. And I'm committed to it. And that is writing my book. It is not even a a hesitation to that. I've got a real countdown and people on my back going, where are these?" And I call them insights. So each chapter is an insight. And they're going, where are the insights? Where are the patterns that go with them? We need all these things. And so during this time, I'm going to use my downtime to be writing. So I'm kind of really excited about doing that. And, and making the most of being in a space that I feel really helps get those you know, creative juices rolling. And I don't know, I am on one side of me, extremely creative. And so I really enjoy the opportunity to get out into the world and the beautiful environment that I often find myself in and just get lost in it. So if I'm not on the internet much over the next couple of weeks, that is the reason why. So here's the thing. In the meantime, I've got a podcast, this one, that I'm really excited about getting recorded for you. And I just thought that one of the biggest and most powerful things that I've learned is a magazine that I wrote many years ago now. And it was called something like the the 10 leadership lessons I learned from my autistic kids something like that. And I wanted to share those if that's okay on this podcast because these lessons are things that I use all the time in my own world because remember I've got this value that if I don't use it myself if I don't see uh it working out in my life I am never going to be talking about it. So I teach from the things that I learn. I teach from the patterns that I see. I teach from the results that I know work. And boy have I had to learn a lot by having autistic children. Or in the case of this, I'm gonna talk about them as kids on the spectrum. And I don't know if you know much about autism and I don't really talk about uh, special needs or um and and there's so many different ways in which right you can call it okay so special abilities uh, there's there's ways in which you know in some circles you need to say it's this or that or whatever else for this podcast and how I think of it I think of it as special abilities a special a special literally capability and you'll hear why as we go through these, lessons, the 10 of them. Uh, And this podcast, I know because I did the earlier one, we will be lucky to get four of them happening right now. And and I just want you to understand that the autism, (coughs) excuse me, is a spectrum. And so there's many different flavors, different uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Different ways in which autism plays out in people's worlds, different ways of functioning within the autistic spectrum. And because of that, you cannot just say, because you're autistic, this will happen. Or because you've got, I've got autism or this has happened, that this will be the result of it. And I think that's the most intriguing part of it. And because of that, I have learned that those that are on the spectrum somewhere, that it is different to everyone else, and that difference is actually a strength. And I liken a lot about autism to leadership in the business world. I think there's a lot of similarities we can think about in what I'm seeing in these lessons, and how that would make you more effective as a leader or as a CEO or a founder of a business or an organization, or as you know, I call it your ecosystem. And so I hope that from this podcast, and this will be over at least two podcasts, that you will gain a lot of insights from this, thoughts, different questions to start asking yourself and maybe team members or even those that are partnerships or, you know, how you do it going forward. So just remember, autism light leadership is just different for everyone. This is so important. And I want you to understand that I don't have it all perfect. In fact, that is the biggest lesson I think I learned from having autistic children was how not perfect, I was. You got to understand, as a young girl and a a young woman growing into my my womanhood, I remember for a long time I was very unstable, and I apologize to anyone that was in a relationship with me uh, through work, through friendships, through life through whatever, right? Like I I was very emotional. I felt things. I didn't know how to deal with life as well as I do now. And I definitely didn't understand how even though things happened around me, I didn't need to let that control who I was and determine where I was going. And so when I began to really pull apart patterns and particularly patterns, to do with you know my kids that have special abilities, I realized that there are some things that I needed to change, and things that I needed to realize that although that wasn't the normal way that I was used to, maybe I could navigate it differently and get the result that we actually need. And because of that, I wrote what we're gonna work through on this podcast. And I'm, so so. just understand that there's different stages on the autistic spectrum. That's really important. And that there are many challenges, frustrations, and lessons that all of us can learn from. I'm blessed with six kids. And actually three of them, this is 50%, right, ratio, are affected of the spectrum, on the spectrum. And... You know, what is interesting about that as well is probably it comes from somewhere in their parenting. So I'm not going to point fingers, but both my other half and me actually probably there's some flavors of things on there. I've been very honest on this podcast around the fact that I've always suffered from and had to learn through. Uh, dyslexia and for me, it really affected me. It affected the way that I thought because I thought so fast and so deeply that in lots of ways it was like having scrambled eggs going on in your brain. And then I used to talk really fast as well. And the reason I talked so fast was because it was coming so fast in my brain that if I didn't get it out to you, you would have missed what I had to say. The only problem was because I was saying it so fast and so confusing in lots and many ways, it was so scrambled that lots of people didn't really understand what I was trying to say. And here's the thing that I had to learn was a strategy to be able to unravel what was going on in my brain, be able to communicate it in more effective ways, and then be able to actually help you to learn from maybe what I've just learned from and be able to do it in a different way. That's how I feel with those of mine that are on a spectrum. I've had to do that. And it's fascinating. And I hope you really do enjoy some of the things that unfold and and realize that maybe you could help it by whoever you're working with maybe it's team maybe it's your partnerships that you're working with or in and maybe it's potential clients i you know over the years i've worked with many that are from uh who are somewhere on the spectrum and because i understand and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. In fact, I really enjoy working with that type of person that has had to learn to navigate that. And it's a smartness that is just, I hope that you can see that by being different, it's not a disadvantage. It's just often we don't even know how to work with it, not against it. So here's some things. I think that, and I talk about this a lot when people ask me, who do you work with? And I go smart people who want to make smart decisions and curate pathways, right? That narrow the gap from problem to solution. And I always do say smart because I I get it. Not everyone, and, and this is not, if you're not smart because you have a learning disability at this point, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about not smart from not using what you have already in your hand, or using what you've got to be able to make better decisions. And there's lots of people who can work with that person. I just don't do it because my time at this moment is so limited that I wanna make sure that I'm working with the right people. So I love smartness, I enjoy working with smartness and I'm not afraid when people look different and sound different and are willing to go places that maybe I don't know much about now, but I will by the end of our conversation, right? And I think that's what's fun about what I'm gonna talk about in this podcast is I still don't understand how it all works in a lot of ways, but I understand it more effectively and they are lessons that have helped not just me, but so many clients make better decisions and remove some of the things that have held people back in the past. So I hope for you that this could be true as well. All right, although the thinking is very different to mine, I have always known they are smart but smart in many unique ways and what I love about it is there's never been a guidebook to enlighten me to achieve this and to understand it but I refuse to kind of just give up. I refuse to settle for status quo or to get frustrated and fall apart and to give it to someone else as a responsibility to understand my children. And I'm so glad I have, because it's not only been useful to me, like I said, but to many others as well. So, are you ready? Are you ready to sort of deep dive a little bit more and see where we go with this? All right. Just let's let's go back to autism creates certain neurological pathways, right? And one of the things that I noticed, and this is lesson one, is never waver from your decision. It's something I have so learned from my kids that are on the autistic spectrum. Why? Because if a child decides to make a decision, most of the time, and I do say most because oh, there's been definitely those in my family that it has just been so difficult to and impossible to change their decision. However, (laughs) that doesn't mean there's not times I don't want to change their decision, I'm just saying it's been literally impossible to change their, their decision. They know what they want and they will not stop until they get their desired outcome. The usual tactic of negotiation is helpful as water off a duck's back. You can verbalize your intent for a different outcome as much as you like, in fact, until you're black and blue. Oh, the looks I've had from so many parents of are you really going to do that with your child? And it's the reason being, is until you, you like literally have exhausted all your energy and you know that you have, and this happens to no avail, and you literally do all the discipline, all the stuff that you know in the past may have worked, the bribery, the distractions, all those things. They don't work when you've got children on the spectrum who have decided about a decision. I remember the best scenario and an example of this was when my one of my sons believed he always had to play the Xbox before he left the house. I mean, every time he left the house, he literally had to spend time on that Xbox. Now, this is fine when you can schedule it in, when it doesn't affect anyone else, it's not a problem. But at times his decisions to do this did not work in with the family. And were definitely not times that it was fun. We had to rush and he had to have his playtime. And if you didn't do it, you wouldn't be able to get out the door. So one day, trying every possible distraction and bribery and discipline I could ever think of, I primed up the rest of the family and said, I need everyone's help to change his mind and get him in the car without playing the Xbox. I just wanted to see if we could do it. Every member of the family gave it the best shot. They tried everything. Seriously, three and a half hours later, he still would not budge. He still wanted to play the Xbox before he got into the car to go out. Already late and tired, we decided to allow him to play for, get this, three minutes. He did this. Then he happily got in the car and we were finally able to get on our way. Here's the thing. The lesson we learned that day was when he made a decision and didn't waver from it, you can always achieve your outcome. Again, when you make a decision and you never waver from it until your desired outcome is achieved. It's crazy but true. One of the things that I really... Uh, it can, <laughs> it can be the most annoying thing, but it's the most amazing thing as well. Is their tenacity to understand the power of making a decision? It is. They they don't have the filters to go. Oh, what if this doesn't work? Who? What if I can't do it like this? That is not even an option. They just want an outcome, a result and they will make a decision on it and will not waver from it until the desired outcome is achieved. What if you could do that in your leadership? What if you, as a CEO or a founder, were able to make a decision, your next decision, an important decision, small decisions, big decisions, and not waver from it until you got your desired outcome? would that change what's happening in your world now would it change how you're building out the culture you're building out you know chaos happens and frustrations happen within team and within your clients because the pathway is not clear ahead because you waver from your decisions you make you hesitate to make a decision there is not a clear decision pathway and because of that it makes it really difficult for others to come on that journey with you. Be clear what decision you need to make so that others can be clear on what it is you want and what is going to happen. I think it's fascinating when we do that. Maybe one of the reasons it's hard for you to gain growth is because you're constantly distracted like many others by the shiny object syndrome. I think it's one of those things that when you make a decision and you veer off the pathway because something else comes along that catches your attention, gets you more excited, or for that moment, feels better. When you make a decision and stand by it until and not waver until the desired outcome, this means when those shiny objects come, They can shine away, but you're not going to be distracted by it, right? And as a leader, how you make decisions will affect how others around you make decisions too. Give those who are in your sphere of influence certainty so that they can have certainty too, trust and be able to make smarter decisions. They all know who you are and what you are about when you have certainty in the decisions that you make. And I think it builds a leadership culture that is decisive and a leadership culture that knows where it is going. Imagine if We had politicians that did that, community leaders, presidents, you know, people who are leaders of organisations, industries, who understood exactly where they were going, what they're standing for, and you could choose whether you wanted to go on that journey with them. It's an amazing lesson to learn, and one that I'm so grateful for and that is never waver from your decision. What decision do you need to make right now? And are you wavering from making it? So the question I want you to ask yourself now is what decision do you want to make next? If there's something stopping you from making that decision today, it's probably because either it's the shiny object syndrome. Maybe it's something that you think is too hard, too big. Think about what decision you want to make next and that if you don't know how to make it right now, find the people in your world that can help you make that decision. Find the people in the world that can help direct you in the direction that you want to go. Maybe they've done it before you. Maybe they know how to do it. Maybe they have the strategies to help you to be able to do it, all right? And if it if you know what decision you're gonna make, don't waver from it, stick to it. I'd rather you stuck to the next one thing and made it that decision with certainty, worked on that one thing, and then the next one thing, and the next one thing than to make decisions and waver from them. All right, lesson, let me see, lesson two. Okay, so lesson two of having children on the spectrum and learning from them and being able to use this and helping others is work with it, not against it. Oh, this is a good one. This really, truly is and it has been Something that I've had to use a lot in my own life and then also in the lives of many clients that I've worked with. Work with it, not against it. We know there's challenges, we know there's frustrations and all of us face it. If you're in the business world, boy, sometimes it feels like this 24 seven hour cycle. And even in business, even in our own personal lives, even in our physical lives, in our spiritual thinking, in our vision for our future and the future of others, it's and we are going to face some things that are tricky at times. And you can either let it dominate and just be full of destruction and ruin you or work with it and not against it. Remember how I said about um, my son and the Xbox? Well, I wish to say to you that that was like, those moments were a, you know, just once off kind of occurrence. They weren't, they were frequent occurrences in our household and would happen way too often. And of course my desired outcome would be that my son would have just got into that car Without being asked once. Just get in there because you've been told and we've got to get out or get to a meeting or get to an appointment or get to see a friend, whatever it is, right? Oh, the joy that this would bring if any of my children had, you know, done that straight away, not just my son. Instead, one of the things that I had to learn was we always had the same outcome. You know, in the case of and, and I think this is, the, this is a really good piece for you to remember. When you're bringing different people to the table, that it isn't about what is irritating you or frustrating you or you disagree on, that should be the focus. But the focus should be this. What is a desired outcome that you all agree on that you are aiming towards? And how do we find that pathway so that we can get on the same pathway and get to that. And I think that it's so easy in society for us to go back to the old ways of how we've done things, the ways that have been done so much and you you are so familiar with that it's like if you're not going down that pathway, how does that look? What does that look like? Oh, you mean we're going to do it differently? I don't know if we could do that. And we have to be willing to maybe do it a different way. And I think that was a great lesson from my children that there's always a solution to get there, but the pathway is not always the way that we've been taught or the way that we've always done it. What was fascinating was this, that, uh, you know, the whole key was, what I learned was you could let them play for three minutes. And he would be really happy and he would get in that car and do whatever we needed him to do. What if I could schedule that in instead of being racing out the door and make sure he had three minutes? Was it really going to be a loss to me? I just needed to be more effective in my time scheduling. I just needed to see it as part of my daily routine, if I wanted him out and peacefully out in an easy, smooth transition, I could put that three minutes into my schedule versus the three and a half hours of absolute frustration. Everyone's energy pulled, everyone's frustrated because we're not getting where we need to, or, uh, you know, he, him getting frustrated because all he's wanting is to play that Xbox. He's not trying to get, he's not trying to actually make you angry he's not actually trying to frustrate you or to add more chaos to your world that's not as intentional his intention was just to have that as an outcome what if we could both have that as the outcome knowing that if we did that then we could go and do whatever it was that we needed to
2: a slight disruption to the conversation I have a question for you. Are you even a little curious to see how you can use your platform to change the conversation? To maybe design solution pathways where you have certainty and afford movement? Or truly, do you want to increase your economic and cultural impact? Or some human, if you want to lead, to pioneer a new approach, to role model what is possible and to leave sustainable footprints for the generations to come then I would love for you to reach out to me and the team to see if we're the right fit to make this a reality for you. And if we're not, no hard feelings, as I know many awesome humans who may be the right one. Okay, I've included three ways in the show notes where you can begin a pathway with us on a journey to your next level. One, a strategy analysis. Two. The next growth incubator cycle three, a potential investment partnership. As founder and CEO of Decision Velocity Global, I'm all about building a sustainable, scalable growth ecosystem where humanity, like you, are stakeholders. To design cutting edge solution pathways and to narrow the gap from problem to solution. I want you to come on this journey with me and others and not to be left behind. There is a seat at the table for you. Okay, let's get back to the conversation.
0: What I learned from that in leadership was this, that I think there's three types of leadership culture. There's a lose-lose culture. This is when... As a leader, you find yourself in an uphill battle, a frustration, a challenge, and those that are fighting fight against that flow. You know what happens? Both parties become really unhappy, and this causes friction in the community you're in, and it's not conductive to a healthy environment. A lose-lose culture means that you know it's it's relationships that are frustrated, often destructed often broken and really not a fun culture to to be let alone in daily but within right okay so there's type two culture leadership culture and I think that's a lose win culture this is not much funny that by the way maybe the people in your community are winning they're feeling the love they have huge growth and the retention rate is high. All right, they're feeling the love, they have huge growth and the retention rate is high. But it's at the cost to you and your leadership. You find yourself working those long hours. You're not seeing those that are priority in your world. You're not doing the things you love. Your health is taking a kicker because you're not putting that time in to get out into the for those walks in the fresh air. So your energy is all taken up with the needs of your sphere of influence. And financially, it may be costing you high as well. One side thrives and the other dies. That's a win-lose situation. And they're winning and you are losing. That is not much fun for anyone. All right, and type three culture is a win-win culture. This is the culture where everyone wins you as a leader shines able to do and bring how and what that looks like for your sphere of influence and your platform that you have. And those that are following in the pathway that you are pioneering ahead are able to follow in your footsteps. No, this does not mean it's a bed of roses, of course not. That's not what I'm trying to say. But yes, it does mean You have learned to master the power of working with your people, not against. Did you hear that? Working with, not against. And you work with the effortless flow of knowing all of the pathways that will help you to get to an understanding of where you can bring and narrow that gap from problem to solution. Imagine if we had win-win cultures happening all the time. I think it would change it. And that doesn't mean, by the way, right? I'm not saying that everyone has to look the same, sound the same. It doesn't mean that it's all gonna be a bed of roses. In fact, we know that it's definitely not. But it does mean that we have to work with whatever's at the table and work with it, not against it. So the question I want you to ask yourself is this, what decision are you finding a challenge at the moment? What decision are you finding a challenge at the moment? I think it's easy to stay certain and to not waver from decisions when it's going sweet, when it's going beautiful and the environment is just so healthy. I think it's much harder and much more difficult to stay to the pathway when a challenge is facing you. So what decision are you finding a challenge at the moment? It is so important to face it, to deal with it, and to then decide, all right? If this is a challenge now, what do I need to do to make sure it's not a challenge and Work with it, not against it. Make it a win win culture. That, you know, one of the things that I've learned is when I go through challenges, when I have in the past what I thought were failures, that it was a win win because what I realized was it was always a learning ground for my next. It actually exercised the muscle of human intelligence within me. And if I could just not waver through that challenge, I would always come out a stronger person with more tools in my toolbox to help, not just myself, but others as well. And I think that was so important. When I learned to, you know, like the lesson one, not waver from, and then, you know, making sure that I stick to the wanted outcome, the desired outcome, right? And then when I, you know, worked with it, not against it. All right, wow, here we go, whew, are you breathing? Is this intense? Is this good? If this is good, make sure you put it in a review, right? And tell us why this is good, what you're learning from this, how you're gonna put this in play. Maybe you already have already actioned on it, on something that you've just heard before and you've got a result, let us know. Let us know how this is beneficial for you. And if you're asking these questions and you're unable to answer these questions, reach out. And, uh, you know, let's let's see how we can help you so that you can make your decisions and the right ones fast and get you to help get what you need to be able to do your next level. Whew, did you breathe? I'm just breathing now. I think that's the good thing about sipping a drink of water right now. Slows me down enough to be able to go. Did you get a breath then? I hope so. Have you got something that you're able to have a drink of water, hydrate? Important when you're going through things and when you're learning new things to keep the brain functioning, make sure you do keep it hydrated as well. Okay, now that we've done that, lesson three. The speed of your completion is right for you. You need to know what the speed is that you're meant to be working at. Here's the crazy thing. I know, and many people go, how do you do everything that you do and achieve all the things that you do? Here's the thing I don't do, is expect others to do it the way I do it. I expect myself to do what I'm meant to do and achieve it and what I need to. There's times I need to speed up, there's times I need to slow down. There's times when I need to take more rest and refuel and fill up the tank so that I can work at such a pace that keeps me going. What is that pace for you? It is really important. One of the things that uh, I learned from my children on the spectrum was that you couldn't speed them up. You couldn't make them work faster, get on with it. You just had to work with what speed they needed and how they could get to the point that maybe you and them on the same page can move it forward. And I think Often when people don't look the same, sound the same and do it the same way, we are trying to put our expectations, assume how to, that, how we know how to do it, what we need, what we know how to do, that then they'll come on the same page at the same time. And I think that is the difficulty when you've got different distinctions at the table is to navigate that, is that you've got to understand what pace, what is the speed of how you can move this forward. And I think if any one of you have ever dealt with autism in your world, you know, there is certainty that something has to happen until you finally achieved it. And I think, you know, they don't budge, they don't, they're straight to the point and they'll continue until that outcome is achieved. And I often wonder, are you determined to do whatever it takes? Are you going to be so set that you know what pace you need to do? And maybe it's over a very long time. I know a lot of my vision has been long-term vision, that there was no way you could achieve it all in a week's time. And so I had to hold that and to keep true to that and keep true to that and keep true to that even when no one else believed in my vision, thought and believed in me, trusted what I teach and do now. So what is it that you need to have that same attitude in, to be clear what decisions you need to make and to know what speed you need to complete what you have started. And remember, it's got to be sustainable. So if it's a really big vision that you have for maybe your team, maybe your company, maybe it's the next movement or initiative, be determined not to stop until you have completion. And I think one of the trickiest things that I see and something I've learned definitely through the spectrum and the special abilities that they have to not give up until it's happened is... Incomplete loops. And I think one of the things that I see a lot in entrepreneur world is people stopping and starting things. People saying they're gonna de- deliver something and don't. I'm guilty of it too. I'm not perfect at all at this, but I try really hard to follow through on my word because otherwise it's an incomplete loop in my brain It's an incomplete, excuse me, task that I have, you know, um, not completed. And I don't wanna leave incomplete things. There's times when I actually have to ask team or friends or colleagues, hey, I'm just need to ask you some more questions around this because I don't have enough data to make a decision on what you're saying right now. And I'll ask more questions. I think those are good things to remember that at times you've got to ask better questions. And then I think there's other moments that I may have that data, but maybe the other person doesn't know how to or needs to sort of percolate on what they've just learned because it's new data to them. And I think when you are working with people that are really different at the table and different distinctions at the table, there are different ways in which you would do it versus someone else. And it's not right or wrong, but you need to be able to understand how to move through that and do it at the pace that you're all willing to do it. Just because I might make decisions really fast, and I know that's frustrating for many in my world, I process data really fast. And I can strategically almost like output it. So the input comes in really fast and then I can almost like chew out all of this output. I know that lots of people don't do it in that way. There's many that need to go away and think about this. That's really frustrating. And for someone like me. And so what I've had to learn is go, what am I willing to do when I have the conversation that I'm gonna have next? And it might be, and for me, by the way, it has always been, what's the one thing I'm gonna take from this? Even if I get nothing else from this conversation, this is what I'd love us to take away at the end of this. And I always set that intention when I'm having a conversation. That way, if I come away with five, seven things, whoa, that is a really good day. But even if I only come away with one thing, it's one more thing to shift the dial forward. And I'm really happy with that. So you need to know the speed of the decisions that are being made and know what that speed is for you to be able to complete. And one of the things I've had to always say, and I've had to teach others this as well, when you want, say, one of my boys or or girl, um, when you want them to complete something, you've got to be very clear when that is, what that looks like and who's involved in that. So be very clear in the way that you communicate the speed of completion that is going to be right for everyone at the table. And I believe that you will navigate a conversation in a way more effective way. All right, so here's the question. What decision are you procrastinating on? That's a big one. I know when I've asked this question in the past, what decision are you procrastinating on? It's often the decision that I'll find myself in overwhelm. It's often the moment or the decision time when I'm frustrated because someone else is, I'm waiting on them or they can't make up their mind and it's slowing the process down. It's often those moments of procrastination when I feel like I just don't have all the details. I'm not sure that all of the expectations And I'm not sure that the other person is going to love what I come up with that. And so I procrastinate on that. It is the worst. What is it for you? What are those moments that you do it? And what are you doing on that? Right now, going into your next level. Really important question to keep asking. And, uh, you know, it's amazing. All right, let's see if we can get through this last... Uh, this last lesson, lesson four. It's not the last lesson of the 10 lessons because there's 10 lessons, but let's see if we can rip through lesson four because it's actually one of my faves. It's one of my faves because I've talked about this before on this podcast, but it involves and reminds me of why it was really important to have the mantra that I did for so long. Number four is exhaust all pathways to your desired outcome. Exhaust all pathways to your desired outcome. This really truly means this, that often and so often I see and hear people say, but it doesn't work, it's not gonna work, and that's because they think there's only one pathway to the desired outcome that you want. I know this is a strong belief in so many cultures and so many people and so many thinking and so many entrepreneurs, so many business people, so many pioneers, innovators, cutting edge people. This is one of the things that sometimes has stopped people from progressing forward and completion into completion. What I have learned is those that are willing to keep pioneering and innovating new solutions and keeping on making it happen until it really works, are those that realize that there is more pathways to a desired outcome than maybe the one that you've done in the past. I think it's a powerful thing and it gives you control and ownership of what you are meant to do and how to get there. Okay, so it didn't work last time, good. That means I can't do it the same way as last time, great. Well, maybe that means that there is another way of doing it and I can try and find what that is. That's kind of exciting, that's a bit different. It's gonna be new, experience something different. Uh, Just because it doesn't look like it can happen on the outside, does not mean it can't be changed. The pathway to the result is, in most cases, not linear, by the way. It's extremely important to know where the end result is and to realize that there are many, many pathways to get there. I have seen this so often. You know, a lot of clients in the past have said to me, you're like the town planner. And I asked them what this meant, right? I seriously did. And they said, what are the things you, because this is why they said it. What are the things you know are certain? And what are the possibilities? Then together we can work out all the possible pathways. And now we're like, whoa, it's like you find all the possible, all the possible, the things that are certain and you put them in place. And then you go, what are all the possibilities? And you pull that out of us and you go, And you switch that in and then you link those pieces and strategically take us from where we are now to where we want to be. That's like this town planner that not just sees what is there already, but sees what is possible and then can literally make it have effortless flow from beginning to end. And I was like, yeah, I guess in a lot of ways my brain works like a mind map on steroids. Yeah, anyone that knows what a mind map is, it's almost like you've got this idea, and then there's other ideas spring from it, and then from those spring other ideas, and then while you're at it, those other ideas spring out other things. That's how my brain works all the time, and this is great when it's working towards a desired outcome, and it's really helpful because I actually love the fact when it's not a linear thing to a result, which is by the ca- by the way, most cases, right? Uh, I do think though, that for you to be able to understand this, you ha- and this is why this is really cool, because literally, I had a mantra and it was called No Excuses, No Limitations, No Buts. When you realize that there is more ways to a desired outcome, and you're gonna exhaust all pathways until you get your desired outcome, then you really need to understand what no excuses, no limitation, no buts are. And I, although this, I you know, I don't even have to say this anymore in my world. It was so important to me, and my work in. <coughs> excuse me, so many ways because. I always had excuses I could fall back on. I always had limitations, things that were weaknesses, things that I, I mean, for so long, I didn't even think I was worthy to be here on earth, right? Like, so there were all reasons to buts, but I can't do it because of this, or but do you not know what happened to me? And so I had every reason to, to sort of fall in default to no excuses, no limitations, no buts. Remember, no excuses. When you have excuses, you can use them, you can have them, we all can live with them at times, but as long as you do, there'll be no progress forward. If you stick to the limitations, if you get stuck in your limitations, all of us have those things that are not as good as those other things that maybe we have. Those limitations will only give you the reason to never change, to have the excuse to not see anything different or to stick it out until completion. And they eliminate any opportunity for possibility. And because of that, you gain nothing. And you know the no buts, B-U-T-S, right? The no buts. You can have buts, but they are the stoppers. They are the things that will stop your dream, will stop you from moving forward, will stop anything in the track and make it impossible to move forward. These will be the things that inhibit your results. I wanna challenge you in this moment. My son, the one that we were talking about with the Xbox, was born with half his brain, brain damage, and the other half with speckles all over it. He was told at best, and this is while he was still in in is like right inside of me, right? Um, He was literally, I was told, at best, he would be in a vegetated state if he did survive. Uh, Otherwise, we were looking at no survival rate at all. I remember, and this is the only thing that I ever remembered in science. So I wish that my science teacher would hear me when I say this now, because there was one thing I, I was fascinated with, and I never forgot this, and I spent many hours, no word of a lie, dreaming about this particular thought. And my first thought when I got told this about my son was, we all have zillions of brain cells we don't access. Yeah, it's a fact, it's a truth. In our head, or those for many, you you seem very intelligent. Yes, you could be even more intelligent and be more effective if you knew how to access those brain cells. So. My thinking was this, if we have so many zillions of brain cells we don't access, what if we were able to tap into these and rewire his new neural pathways? And that he was then able to not see that brain damage and not be plugged into that, but be plugged into these new neural pathways where it was seemingly impossible because remember, the side that was affected with the brain damage was the side of speaking that this would be no longer an issue because he would learn how to find new neural pathways and use other brain cells, other pathways, to get the desired outcome, speaking, whatever it was, movement, uh, thinking intelligence, whatever it is, right? Emotional sides that actually you could plug into other, other. <laughs> I always think of it as the leader when you're a vocalist, you know, your microphone, it, plug it into the right microphone, plug it into the right lead and the sound desk to get that nice sound happening and the harmony between it all, right? Okay, sorry about that little tangent. All right, so what if we could do that and we could figure that out? And Here's the amazing thing. In theory, my son should never be able to speak. But in fact, in reality, he's a linguistic. Yes, not only can he speak, he is so intelligent in the way that he thinks in the words that he uses and how he uses them. Why? Because he's learned how to rewire and use different neural pathways. In other words, he didn't stop or well, we didn't stop until he found what those were. And he never used the excuse of the brain damage to stop him. He did not see what others potentially saw as limitations. And he kept trying to find his next level, even when at times this seemed impossible with a lot of buts. He didn't let it define his destination. You see, when you have your mantra as no excuses, no limitations, no buts, It's a culture that will mean that you'll do whatever it takes to achieve whatever your desired result is without allowing anything, and I mean anything, to get in your way. What a powerful, powerful lesson. Exhaust all pathways to your desired outcome. Just keep trying. (laughs) All right, the question The question I'm gonna leave you with to ask is what decision do you need to look beyond the norm? What decision do you need to look beyond the norm? Maybe you've been trying to get the results at the table by doing the same systems, by the same conditionings, looking through the same lenses with the same biases and wondering why. Why you're not getting completion to the result and the desired outcome you want. Maybe it's time to pioneer a new pathway. And if you don't know how, put, you know, connect with others that maybe do. Maybe it's time to innovate, to create a space for you to think differently and to do it differently. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to look beyond your norm and to see what is possible if you... We're able to use different brain cells. Wow. This has been huge today. And I hope this has been helpful for you because I do think that, you know, these things are, are things that will really help you to be more effective in what you're doing and how you're building out the culture that you're building, right? And I know, like I said earlier, that these things have helped not just me to be a stronger person, to be able to do things that I never thought I could do. And it's helped others that I get to help and and to work with in, in my daily life. All right, so what are the four lessons that we've learned today? Never waver from your decision. That was lesson one. Lesson two was work with it, not against it. That's a good one. Number 3 lesson was the speed of your completion is right for you. And number 4, exhaust all pathways to your desired outcome. Just keep trying. All right. I hope this has been helpful for you. I help I help <laughs> I hope that this can help build stronger, more valued lives and culture and things that are going to be beneficial in what you're building out in your ecosystem and make smarter decisions at the table that you find yourself at. And I hope that it's made you realize that being different at the table isn't something to be afraid of. It's just how do you navigate it? What are ways in which you can make it work for you, not against you? What are ways that can help actually cement your vision and the outcome that you want to make it stronger and help you to be more effective in how you do that and not give up until you have the result, the outcome, or achieve the vision that you know is why You get up every day and breathe a little more. So I hope that this has been helpful. Oh, you tune in next time and let me know that you've got this, you know, something from this because it's been really different today. Big love to you. And I can't wait to bring to you the rest of the lessons I learned from having children who are autistic
1: amazing droplets of wisdom for you from today's episode. Make sure you subscribe, leave awesome ratings and reviews. Our hope is that this product creates a new awareness, activates ownership to what is next, and a curiosity for the need to be a part of the change to make footsteps of sustainability from today onwards. If you want to further your journey with us, join us at our next global human intelligence forum or apply to our next leaders' movement parlor. Both links are in the show notes. We appreciate you. Help us to build a tribe and make humanity as stakeholders. To achieve this together, recommend this podcast to leaders, innovators, pioneers, future thinkers, and movement changers. Big love. See you on the next global human intelligence podcast.